0: Jurgen Klinsman spur shirt on. Look at that, yeah. That's an absolutely massive badge. I know, right? But it's got this lovely yellow trim. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. the sleeve, which I really love that little bit of detail. I do like the older shirts. I'm such a mug fan. But um, yeah. Uh, and they what, fit so much nicer. What's the, uh, what's, the, what's the sponsor? It's Holston again. Holston, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Right,
1: cool. Circa, what's that, 94? 95. All right, yeah, let's get on with it. Okay, welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighborhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I've joined as ever, but this time over the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot,
0: Rodney Stiles. How are you, sir? Very, very okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely bang average, yeah. Bang average, my friend, yeah. Uh, a bit like the weather, a bit gray and gloomy today.
1: <laughs> there are, of course, no games. Uh, to look Thank forward you. to. So, what we'll do is we'll continue with our uh, questions, take them out of the hat, see what happens in our randomizer. We'll also have a talk a little bit about the Mount Rushmore of uh, football-related uh, movies. Then we'll just have a bit of a roundup of all of the things that have been happening around uh, the football world. Uh, there's plenty been going on, even though there is no football. As always, we want you to get involved, especially in this time of. The- about isolation, uh, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com, and we are at footyfromfoot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play for all of the previous podcasts. And uh, yeah, thank you to those people who have already rated and reviewed. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, our website is footyfromthefoot.com. All right. Um, should we start with some kind of the, the stuff that's happened this week?
0: Well, the best thing happened last night. On oh, yeah? PT Sport, Mauricio Pochettino was at an interview and said he has unfinished business at Tottenham. He wants to go back there someday and win a trophy.
1: <laughs>
0: wow, okay. Yeah. I know, I couldn't believe it. It's actually all over the press, yeah. Kind of a yeah. little disrespectful to Mourinho, I think. Come back.
1: <laughs> Does he have a plan of uh, how he's going to achieve this? or?
0: No, he just said he sees himself going back there in the future and winning trophies. I kind of do too, really, weirdly. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling as well, you might be back. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to take leaving to leave the
1: club first. I don't know. But
0: um, when Amazon buyers. I think Pochettino will be our first manager.
1: <laughs> Interesting. That's If um, Newcastle don't get their first, I assume, definitely on the list I've, I've read about potential managers...
0: Um, yeah, Kevin me. Keegan's on the top six list as well, so they'll read into it too much, right? <laughs> And yesterday was the anniversary of him flipping out in the title race. <laughs> 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 which, you got the link for that, you should put it on this podcast, because it I is that do that. It's it's so- a diamond moment. <laughs> and Tottenham this week as well have been um, valued as the most valuable club in the premiership now, Overtaken City, at 2.6 billion, which I think has probably got something to do with the stadium. Yeah, for what that's worth, I suppose. Well, yeah, exactly, for what it's worth. <laughs> like winning the pancake uh, world record, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. All, all, all the kudos that that uh, brings yeah. to the club. Just some of the achievements of Spurs this year. Also, Moy's Keane. He had friends around, I think, and then had the good sense to also then put it on uh, the internet. So, yeah,
0: congratulations to him. <laughs> Come on. I mean, if you're having it, don't tell anybody you're doing it. So the German league's been put back to the 16th now. Coronavirus is going back up again in Germany since the lockdown finished. Really, so they're actually talking about going back into lockdown again. So it does make sense. Interesting. And um, we provisionally, sorry, go on.
1: I was just about to say that uh, I noticed that the French um, FA they've called it, haven't they, for their league that wherever people stood, that's where they are going to be. Uh, PSG have been crowned champions. So yep. that- both uh, Ligue league and league 2 I assume that's what it's
0: called.
1: Oh, uh, um, uh, I know. Yeah, I can count up oh, as far as two in French. Uh, yeah, they, they've called it for for their league, haven't they? And I think they've yeah. not, they've said that you can't have any kind of sporting gatherings for. Oh, it did say number month. one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if they started the Champions League up again, uh, they wouldn't be able to play any home games. No, at PSG and so they're not to actually play like away from home for both legs i think or something like that so
0: yeah i think epl have just put in place june 8th as a startup
1: okay so uh, we'll that happens I, yeah i can't see it that's the thing i think they've sort of also insisted that players wear masks yeah whilst training
0: i mean it really does. i mean people do wear masks don't they when they've had the facial injuries and stuff but i mean this is just call it call it all off until september
1: there's been all sorts of like crackpot ideas about how that might look if they in fact do come back. Um, the same like five subs might happen. Yeah, I think it was Danny Higginbottom said it should go further. It should be it should be allowed eleven subs. Which when he when he actually said like the reasoning behind that is it's actually dead right that if. You've got five subs. That still means you've still got five out, outfield players playing a whole 90 minutes after doing nothing.
0: Nothing. And the way they're talking about this league as well, it's going to be games every couple of days by the sounds of it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah, I've run out of ideas for it all, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I would just call it all off, the whole of Europe. I can't understand why Europe are not synchronising more with this as well.
1: That speaks also to the, my next thing, is that um, they reckon that international football will be disrupted for two to three years because of all of this. that oh, yeah. Everything's going to be out of sync for a little bit of a while. And so, yeah. instead of having the uh, the international breaks where they would usually play two games, that they're thinking of having three uh, in that time. Mm-hmm. People are going to go love that, athlete. All of the big clubs are going to be absolutely delighted that their players are going to be taken away for, for, for yeah,
0: more. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, it's just a little mess yeah flabbergasted by all because they're talking about the olympics just being cut now that's it if they right. can't reschedule properly for next year so that's the thing isn't it? because of the, of the olympics being such a
1: multi-sport thing that everybody has to be on the same kind of calendar in yeah four-year period so if that doesn't happen then
0: it's, it must be very difficult to be able to sort all of that out really you know we've been ahead of any of these um associations at the moment <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't pay me to do that job. To be fair, it's um, <laughs> it's um, it's horrible. I also saw on a liner though. I, I saw Jose Mourinho was again delivering food packages to um, needy people in London
1: yesterday. Uh-oh. Very good, excellent. I hope he's not delivering to any Arsenal fans. I'm- I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Could you imagine? That? Or Chelsea fans? Yeah, a load of clogs for that one, see. But anyway. Oh, Jesus. Have you? And, um- Done anything kind of uh, football-related
0: uh, this week at all? Have you been watching anything? anything kind of? I haven't. I've finished off... Um, no, I've got one episode left of the Maradona of Mexico. Okay. Tomorrow, cool. With w. Nicole. I haven't, mate, like, really, no. Yeah.
1: It, it... No, I think less and less on this side too, really. I I did watch some footage that I didn't know existed of the 1929 FA Cup final that Bolton were involved in. They beat Portsmouth 2-0 in that. And... It's <laughs> absolutely fascinating that, right. that, they covered, that they covered the game. It's just like some bloke with a camera who seems to just be walking around the stadium, and every now and again he'll point the camera at the, the field, and you know he's missed like half the goal, and you know and all of a sudden you see them sort of running away, and that, oh okay, that <laughs> that was just there, and yeah,
0: <laughs> very. I watch the highlights of the '91 Cup Final actually. And I never realised how onside Gary Lineker was for his goal, which was called offside. He was like a foot onside. So when we've been talking about injustices, that's right up there, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing I've been enjoying most this week is you um, nominated me on Facebook to do top, not top ten films, but ten films that resonate with you. I suppose through life, your
1: taste and yeah.
0: And um, I've been really enjoying it. Actually, we've been watching a lot of the movies as well. We watched Saturday Night Fever last night which is what I put up today. But what a great movie again. It's a um, very gritty film and um really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it's just been fun doing that. I'm just funny in time, basically. Doing a lot of walking, working out a little bit at home, just trying to keep mobile and um, be yeah. fit and to go when they call it all off.
1: I'm the same. I listen to quite a lot of music as well. That's kind of what I've been up to. The BC yep. Can't if uh, album, that, that's my album of the week, by the way, if uh, right. uh, anyone's listening and wants a recommendation. <laughs> it's uh, a Manchester-based uh, American singer, and it's called Shortly After Takeoff. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It's okay. super album of the year for me so far. Really good. good. All right, shall we um, fire up the randomizer and, Let's uh, do it, Sorry, it's just misfired. Let me uh, do that again. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Uh, So, yes, it's asking for question nine, which is... Best finish to a
0: game? Easy. Tottenham Iax. One year ago. (laughs) End of story. I I haven't got another one for you. (laughs) And what happened in that one? Was it it a happy ending... uh, I, it was okay. Well, it's funny because I just started working on a blue foot. It was a year ago. We lost yeah. the first leg 1 0. I always remember the, the return leg. And um, Michonne actually messaged me to ask if I would like to work that Wednesday. And I sat in Costco Car Park. And you've got to remember now, this was a brand new job for me. So I was like trying to be yes, yes, yes. But I, yeah, I sat there for 20 minutes. And in the end, I wrote this long winded text message out to her. <laughs> And how I couldn't work because it was too emotional the day. Anyway, we lost the first. At half And we were 2-0 down on the night and 3-0 down in aggregate. And I remember saying to Michaud, I wish I'd fucking work now. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then the second half, yeah, we um, scored a goal. The post, we scored another goal, Lucas Moura for his second. And literally with the last couple of kicks of the game, <laughs> he scores the third goal. And we go through with away goals. And I remember stood at the bar, not knowing what to do for this one second, and just ran out of the bar, across the road, wearing this Tottenham flag, which looked like a cape. <laughs> Everybody from Underbelly was waving, and I just ran back into the bar. I nearly got knocked over. I think at one point. to yeah,
1: be careful on that junction there, yeah. yeah, don't you?
0: So I remember Machon um, coming up to me and going, "I bet you're glad you didn't bloody work today now." <laughs> So, yeah, it all worked out beautifully. And that's why, yeah, I can't think of a better finish to a game than that one. Well, and I,
1: I, I surprised myself at how much I was involved in that. I just couldn't believe Because yeah. you'd played <laughs> well in that tie for about 20 minutes, hadn't you? And, no,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Two lots of 90 minutes, you played well for 20 of them. And somehow somehow
0: got yourself in that final. Ridiculous. Never been so emotional. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was um, with Pochettino crying. It was just one of their moments in life. Those two semifinals back to back, day after the... it was just yeah. insanity. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think my uh, the the best finish I'm I'm going to um, it's going to be uh, United versus Bayern Munich in Barcelona for the oh, 99 okay, Champions. Yeah. The final. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember so um, I was at university. I I lived with two United fr- uh, fans uh, in in my house at, at Ambleside. One of which was at the game, but the other was I was watching in the living room with him. And just absolute, absolute scenes uh, when, uh, because, and that was the, that was the annoying thing as well. The First goal went in, or the equaliser. I then thought, nice one, extra time. So I ended up, I went to the bathroom, and so when it went off again. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! That they no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I ended up missing the uh, the, the <laughs> actual winning goal like an idiot. So yeah.
0: So did George Best. He left the stadium. They were bringing the trophy down with the ribbons on for Munich. I remember just running. I was living in Watford at the time. And I remember just running out of my house. Again, running out the door. <laughs> into the street. Jumping up and down. Because, well, it was yeah. an English team, wasn't it? It wasn't Arsenal. The thing, no. wasn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, meant the treble and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, absolutely incredible. But, uh, I think yeah.
0: They played so poor that night, United. They did, didn't they?
1: I mean, they, they had quite a few players missing
0: that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Keane wasn't the there. Keane, goals wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy move. That's a really good one, actually, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. like a lot of to me. All right. Shall we
1: fire up the randomizer once more? Let's do it. Question two. This is a very early question. Let's see what that one was. Okay, best piece of commentary. I'm going to go with, and it's a classic, it's the World Cup um, final 56. fourth goal. 30, he's got some people on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is done. It's done. And it's a And it's a particularly kind of nice because Kenneth Wolstenholm is a Farnworth boy. He's from Farmworth. Whenever I say whenever people ask me where I'm from, I'll always go Manchester. And then if mm-hmm. they've heard of Manchester, I'll tell them I'm from Bolton. And if they've heard of Bolton then I'll say I'm from Farnworth. Mm-hmm. Which is <laughs> like a town within yeah. within Bolton. Yeah, Farnworth had a really good World Cup final that day, because not only was Kenneth Bulls from Farnworth, but Alan Ball went to Farnworth Grammar School. So, yeah, we had had quite the World Cup as Farnworthians. And, uh, yeah, but the, yeah, they think it's all over, uh, quote, is absolutely brilliant. And uh, someone pointed out that actually Jeffers should only have had one goal that day. The one that bounced up uh, over the line, clearly over the line, uh, shouldn't have been allowed. (laughs) And then... What the referee should have done, once he saw loads of people on the field, they should have blown up. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. to continue. Yeah. To blown up rather than that. The
0: good. other
1: one, and I, I suspect that this might be one of your favourites, Gascoigne free kick, I think the semi-final, was it? Yeah. Where uh, Barry Davis says he might have a crack here, you know, or something right. like right. along those sorts of lines.
0: Yeah. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, he's down!
1: And he absolutely spikes it into the top corner. So that, that's a good one. Again, yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> we just have three? No, we just have two, didn't we? Okay. Two. Uh, sorry, three. God, oh, blimey. All right. A rule that you would change, and we're bet without the favourite here. VAR. Try to avoid VAR. I mean, you know
0: one rule I would change, and it really smarts me, is that when a goalkeeper gets sent off and a penalty's given. Uh, they are allowed to make a bloody substitution to bring on the goalkeeper, and I don't like it <laughs> because if you lose your only centre forward, gets sent off. Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, I think I think the penalty should be taken without the substitution being made first. So, who would you have?
1: Like, you just like allow the the striker just to roll it in, sort of thing. For the no, 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 somebody
0: yeah. has to take place and go. I don't think you should change like for like. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It amuses me. If it happened to my team, I'd hate it, actually. So, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this one. I'm trying to get away from VAR, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> that, no, I, I, I kind of see what you mean, but I think the only reason why it seems weird is that. Such a the, position, I get it, yeah. That's it, yeah. it's a special yeah. position. There's only one person later like to kind of handle the thing. I, but that, I always that, feel
0: sorry for the outfield player has to come off as well. It's like, really?
1: <laughs> but yeah, The, the I, thing I, that I probably would. Consider is that stupid handball rule? I really don't like that handball rule, where mm-hmm. if, if there's some modicum of ball brushing the hand in the build-up to it, it just I that know. seems to really great for me. Really, yeah, yeah. There's been a couple. Someone's handled the ball, or it's like just brushed up against their hand way outside the area. Players continued, and then they rolled it right back to you know quite a significant way back in play, and then chopped off the goal. I think Wolves had something like right. done to them. Just yeah, they did they did, they did.
0: they did. Yeah, they yeah. did.
1: Um, so that that would be my one, really. I, yeah. I mean, that needs looking at.
0: And the offside uh, needs looking at as well. It should just be done on the bloody feet, and they should have sensors in their boots now. Like the football would go over the line. You know, if your arms—I don't get the arm being forward thing. Yeah, because <laughs> I my head because you have momentum when you're going to take off. Sprinters do it. Move forward, but as long as it's not the feet. Also. Um, I know
1: that a part of the body that you can score a goal with, which I think is fine for if you're the attacking player. But if you are the defender, then I don't think that that rule should apply really, because you're not looking to score a goal. So say if your arm is sticking out, and as a, an attacker, you've seen that kind of gain an advantage with that. I, I don't see how that a rule applies to an, uh, to a defender in that situation. You know, I think they just messed about with it so much that nobody really understands what's going on, did it? We did end up talking about VAR, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Despite our best efforts, we... Oh. All right, we'll do one more
0: question. <laughs> question 18, so to... Memories of Wembley. Memories of Wembley. I was actually at the last England game before they knocked it down. A very rainy Saturday when we lost 1-0 to Germany. Dieter Hermann oh, scored That Kevin Keegan's reign. Garbage that day, weren't we? Horrible. Horrible game. Uh, memories of Wembley. I remember being very sad at Wembley in '87 when Coventry beat us, cup oh, final. Yeah. Obviously, I've had some good times there: '81, '82, '91, semi-finals. Yeah, England games, Holland. Probably my best, favourite England game. You've got a
1: pretty decent record of uh, of supporting teams at Wembley, then, have
0: not you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's certainly better than mine. I'll tell you that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, it's not too bad. I'm, 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 I'm one from two as a Bolton fan you don't get to go down there as, as maybe as often as perhaps you, you would expect to but uh, my first ever memory was 89 beating Torquay united in the Sherpa Band van trophy final beating 4-1 actually the, the thing that i remember the most about that day standing on you know the, the chairs that sort of flip up, you know we were having the, the the trophy presented and i was trying to get a better view of this happening i just remember from like I just kind of must have like moved my uh, my like my balance just went off a little bit, and I remember um, trapping my leg, like, <laughs> oh, and the pain. And to this day, I am traumatized. You know, when pe- you see people kind of leaping over rows of seats in like empty stadium, whatever, I'm like, I can't do that. I've got like this kind of trauma of uh, having my leg trapped in that. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: It's a valid one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah,
1: know, you see people like vaulting over with such um, confidence. I'm like, wow, mate, you, uh, you
0: just speak to me for five minutes about my. Yeah, <laughs> and you would never do it again. Sure I should have a little word with Eric Dio a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just been charged, actually. Have you seen that? He got he got charged last week. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus. I thought they would forgotten about it. I'm going to say, there seems to be more important things going on than, than that right now.
1: But I, I also went to go and see Bolton play. Um, Liverpool in the I think probably Coca-Cola Cup as it was then '95. Okay, uh, we, we we lost two one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Manman was the only difference really in the two teams. Uh, yeah, they beat us two one. Manman scored both.
0: It's yeah, really
1: re- fun to have actual memories of Wembley.
0: Yeah, it's not my favourite ground in the world actually. I don't think I have you know. No chance. Have you?
1: The closest that I could have got to I think was when Bolton. Got to the set, well, yeah. Got to the semis, the FA Cup. That must have been 2010, 2011, something like that. And oh, we got humped five nothing by um, Stoke City. Like one of the worst days I've ever had as a Bolton fan. That awful.
0: Right. But, well, uh, funny enough, when we last won a trophy, Spurs 2008, I couldn't go to the final against Chelsea. I, I wasn't, yeah, because I had the cafe and I was working. I, so I hardly ever went to a game because of the cafe at Waiha Lane. So to get tickets, it was really hard work. Plus, I had the cafe, so it was just, no, I didn't go. I watched it in a pub that day.
1: All right, well, we'll leave it there and um, we'll move on to- That was good. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore of uh, football-related films. We teased this uh, last week and you talked about, this might not necessarily be one of your films, but like the Danny Blanchflowers in
0: some kind of football film? Paul, it's to do with Tottenham, it will be one of my films. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Those Glory, Glory Days. It was done in 1983 by a woman called Judy Welch, who's actually a journalist and film director and scriptwriter. Huh. She plays a journalist in the film, picking up Danny Blanchflower for um, a piece for a magazine or something. But it goes back to the story back in 1960, 61, when she was a young schoolgirl, completely in love with Tottenham Hotspur, and was trying to get tickets... For the FA Cup final for when they did the double, the first team in England to ever do the double. And it's just a fun little film, very quirky little comedy, very film full of style. I'd give it three out of five, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a coming of age movie about a young girl who's completely engrossed in Tottenham and what she did to get a ticket and then well, I won't spoil the end of the film for you, but she doesn't go. But <laughs> So when you said you're not gonna spoil the end of the
1: film.
0: I you won't watch it. I know. I wouldn't put you through it. <laughs> I remember the opening scene. here and her friend are sleeping in the goal mouth at Wyatt Lane because they want to get to the front of the ticket line for the sale of these tickets. And um, I think they're locked in the ground. They miss out on tickets. So yeah. <laughs> well,
1: wow, there you
0: they're go. in the ground.
1: That's cool. So how old would be uh, would uh, Danny Blanchflower have been at that point? Eighty three. Like, so I mean, he'd been a good age, wouldn't he? So yeah, he was in his pomp in like the sixties. Like Twenty
0: six, so he would have been fifty seven. Oh, okay. No, stop when they about. made that film, that film was made in eighty three. So yeah, and I think for balance, uh, and again, this is not
1: one of my my films I'm uh, particularly recommending, but the Arsenal Stadium mystery, just for balance, you know, is, the mystery
0: it should never be in North London, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. Yeah, it's an Ealing uh,
0: comedy. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> I think someone's discovered dead after a game. But I was uh, was listening to something something that uh, uh, they were explaining how it was filmed, and I think they played Brentford in a game. Arsenal, And then they kind of used that footage for the fictional teams played in the same colours as the Brentford thing. So um, super old, like maybe in the 30s or something. I will link to it because you can watch on uh, YouTube should you uh,
0: want to do that. Cool. I like the fact you see somebody was discovered dead on the ground. Was he dying of boredom or something? i don't know. <laughs> <laughs> surprised the whole, the whole team weren't arrested for crimes against football. But
1: <laughs> uh, So my one of my actual choices is The Dam United. Uh, yeah, perfect. Performance by uh, Michael Sheen, who incidentally is uh, Chris Tarrant in the new quiz uh, drama about the coughing major. Absolutely brilliant in it. Brilliant. It's much more light-hearted than the book, which is quite dark, really. I don't think that the family of Brian Clough really got on board with the David Peace novel, but this is much more sort of light-hearted, upbeat, and it, it's it's really good. Everyone is absolutely brilliant in it. Really, yeah. There's a fantastic interview which actually happened on the lo- Yorkshire local news. Clough has been sacked, and they got they get Don Revie on at the same time as him, and they wow. get after it. And it's if you've not seen the actual interview um itself it's almost like word for word what they do to yeah. each other it's incredible
0: that this thing was allowed yeah. to happen I'd football say- film i'd have to say escape to victory <laughs> just simply for the, the fun of it seeing you know, all like michael kane with pele and aussie <laughs> sly stallone saving the penalty or whatever it was at the end yeah <laughs> Hey, you gotta love it yeah <laughs> Somebody had an idea, very drunk one night at three in the morning to come up with that. How can we do our job and hang out with our pals at the same time? Totally, man. Totally. (laughs) Terrible movie. Michael Caine's one of them actors. He'll be in one of your favourite movies of all time and one of the (laughs) worst movies of all time. And I think that's about right because he's made some shockers, but he's made some brilliant films as well. (laughs) I saw the
1: signed jersey because like Bobby Moore is in that, isn't he? I know. Yeah, holy crap. There's a whole bunch of like, most of the Ipswich Town team, as well, you know, no, no. <laughs> John Walks in it, yeah, Mike <laughs> Swim is in it for goodness sake, you know. So, there's a whole like range of different things going on there, and uh, they have the signed jersey at the National Football Museum in Manchester. Escapes of Victoria, brilliant. I think it's called Escape in the US. So, if you're right, okay, it, to, okay, to, I kind of narrowed it down to like three others, and I, th- I went with a comedy. <laughs> I love the Mike Bassett. Uh, England manager uh, thing is a, a pastiche of that okay. impossible job thing, and it's just the absolute, just inane. I love the, the Phil Neal character, who's just the, the yes man, kind of like, Oh, yeah, yes, boss, yes, boss. boss, yeah, well, this is a challenge boss. Uh, that is my favorite, and that because that's spot on. Like, if you watch, oh, my goodness. So, it's just, I think you need to have watched the impossible job first to appreciate Mike Bassett.
0: Oh, Neil, though, he's the most dour person I've ever seen in my life. When he used to do the, 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 the thing on Sky, what was it, the weekend games, he, he's so miserable. <laughs> do you know he's what, like, though? Face. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually met Phil Neal.
1: And he's not like that. And um, on, on several occasions. And one of the nicest people I've ever, at, at, when Bolton was bad, they didn't have anywhere to train at, like, right. in the fourth division. And so they would train on the, the playing fields, like five minutes' walk away from me on Harper Green. You know, my, my, my dad uh, was a very sort of affable bloke and he would just, like, chat away to Phil Neal. And we would kind of, like, as the, the strikers were doing shooting practice, me and my brother would, like, fag the balls for them and kick them back, you know, because obviously they didn't go oh. in. Uh, we, we would kind of, like, kick the balls back <laughs> for them and all that sort of thing. So, but Phil Neal, absolutely top bloke. Well, uh, no, i yeah. take it back.
0: I'm just, that's the impression I have. No, <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Yeah. I think that's the
1: same with, like, Kenny Dalglish. Apparently he's an absolute hoot. That fellow, is comes yep. across on the, like, Brilliant, cool, <laughs> good. All right, well, I think that's, uh, that, that's okay. it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll break there. And uh, any other business coming up? So, yeah, any other business? Um, I, I just want to again, with uh, Paul, Marissa, and I are going to do uh, trivia night. So, uh, um, you, you joined us for a few questions. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do that again on Saturday, seven o'clock. And uh, yeah, it be good to see you there. It is, and all you need to do is log into the San Diego epl supporters group page and uh, a link will appear uh, just before we go on air and do you want to give a bit of a shout out for the the, the t-shirts and things
0: Let's, um... yeah if you go to bluefoot.com you can order this wonderful t-shirt it's a great design by uh, jk john kelly uh, resident bartender part-time at the bluefoot um, he's done a great job i think it's bluefootbar.com is it Bluefootbar.com. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Okay. there are
1: two there are two websites, so I'm not, not going to yeah. confuse anyone, but that's bluefootbar.com, I
0: think. And I believe they're getting a delivery today of new T-shirts, mediums and larges and everything. So they run out of the mediums, but there's a new delivery today. $20 for the T-shirt. When they did it at the bar last Thursday, I think it was between five and seven, they were advertising, give a tip as well, because it is for all the service. All the proceeds are going to all employees. Security, cleaners, everybody, which is... Super Correct. cool, actually. So well done, Adam. Thank you, and, yeah. and Michelle, and all that, and J.K. for doing the design. So yeah, brilliant, good stuff. Yeah, I think that will just about do us. Uh, we're on Spotify,
1: iTunes, and Google Play for all your previous uh, podcasts. Please get in touch, especially with all of the uh, the film recommendations as well. I'm sure we got that wrong, so let us know yeah. what your favourite <laughs> favourites are. Footy from the foot at gmail dot com and at footy from foots on all our social media outlets. Yeah, tell some friends. So inclined. Thanks to David Sanks, to my pal, uh, for our theme tune and the outro we're about to hit. Thank you. Hello, on at 1 in 20 Parkinson's. And uh, yeah, wherever you watch your football is usually what I say. Um, But uh, yeah, if you go on to that bluefootbar.com, by the way, you can virtually tip, can't you, as well? So I will link to that if you are missing your your favorite bartender. And yeah, you can do that on there. Sure, yeah, I think that will just about do us. Thank you, dear listener, and uh, let's do this again next Thursday.
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> Still don't it feels like you're falling down a well there, but so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: go, yeah. Bye. <laughs> kelly show this week about steve hodge because we're talking about that maradona shirt oh yeah so he tells a story about how steve hodge came around danny kelly's house to show him the maradona shirt that he got from after that 86 game right and danny kelly couldn't believe it that he turns up with an old tesco's carrier bag with his shirt in <laughs> good and says to him do you know what you bloody guy <laughs> and quickly ran upstairs and got like a, a, a like a, a case for a guitar or something that was empty for him to put the shirt in and not this carrier back and now it's obviously in that museum as you say but yeah yes. that's what yes. steve hodge pulled yes. up shirt <laughs> unbelievable that is unbelievable